performance, Lauren Bobert. It's showtime. <laughs> Sorry, That's I was it. drinking from my big anime. T- hey, hey. Say that. got them dubbies. What's up <sighs> with them dubbies? What's up with them dubbies? Yeah. I mean, you know, pretty nice, pretty kawaii. It's a good one. If you go to uh, w.gg and you order a bunch of really good dubby goodnessness and you type in the coupon code BTP, Bravo, Tango, Papa, or Black Tower Podcast, you get a discount. Just if you don't appreciate me at my arigato, you don't deserve me at my onichan. Onichan. That's true. That's true. That's a fact. Hey, welcome to the Black Tower Podcast. It's it's a tower. It's black. It's men who can channel. It's all of us doing all the things together. Like it a big sidine fused family. It is about all of us. It's about all of us. It's no, about not all us, of them. them. All of oh, them. about we're, all we're of not them. included. We're not right. fancy enough. No. Good point. Were, Good point. There were no yachts in uh the Wheel of Time. Third age. I don't know. You could make the case boats. That Bale Doman had a yacht. Now, was Bale Doman's yacht the spray given to him by Jeff Bezos? Think about that while we play the intro. Hey, that Hi. was our logo. I'm Josh. I'm the Sorbonne Mahale. It's the Black Tower Podcast. How you doing? Hi. I'm Andrew. The Bajan Mahale. Surprise, it's still the Black Tower Podcast. <laughs> How uh, you doing? Hola. Yo soy Daniel, the Amon Khan Mahale. Welcome to the Black Tower Podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I just the Black Tower is now being run by Alvaro Muerte, and so los, I, just, I, los, I just, what's I'm not gonna lie, I was I was thinking Los Tower Negro. <laughs> I was just gonna look up Spanish word for tower. For tower? Yeah, I have no idea. Torre, los Torre del los Negro. Torre del Negro. So bienvenidos. Gracias for del Estoro el Negro del Negro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this. Para Espanol. <laughs> Andrew's like, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't like this for, for many reasons. <laughs> it's just Spanish, you bigot. I mean... Whoa, whoa. No, I'm, I'm Spanish. <laughs> okay, so Para it's the Black Tower Podcast. No, read the live comments and you'll understand why I somehow... Sub unconsciously knew that I didn't like this. <laughs> Sabes que la toro negro siempre. <laughs> oh, I actually did not say that because I said los tor negro, not they. You don't know Dell. Yeah. <laughs> I always knew Dell had a, a bad taste in my left a bad taste in my mouth. Oh man. 
Oh, is Gateway still in business? Speaking of Dell, is Gateway still in business? I don't, oh, I, I don't, don't know. think so. I think the, the, the only people theme. who have gateways are your aged grandmother to tie it back in with who's still Dilbert. running you know, DOS. I almost said something, then I realized that one of them is actually still among us. The other one isn't. I was going to be like, joke's on you. We do have and gateways in the Black Tower, though. <sighs> anyway, welcome to the episode, uh, the about the 245th episode where the Black Tower podcast cancels itself. Um, <laughs> who knows? Maybe this cancellation sticks. We'll find maybe out. this one will stick. <laughs> Tune in next week to find out if we still uploaded the Tune episode in. we recorded the week before. <laughs> So that you can then tune into the next week to see when we skip a week because we are Dang. not recording on Halloween. This is the is notice, true. everybody. That is next Tuesday for us as we're recording. As mm. you're listening to this, it was the previous Tuesday. Uh, so uh, yeah, we're gonna have to do like a Wednesday or something. Yeah, we'll either make it up or we just won't have an episode that week because we also didn't take a break immediately after our uh, five also year true. celebration. Also true. That is true. And that was a hell of a celebration. It was. Pretty good. Indeed. It was pretty good. And apparently Gateway still has a website, which is good. I don't know what they sell. Like <laughs> cow themed monitors. You did not just look that up. No, I didn't. I'm reading live chat. I didn't oh, look okay. it up. Gateway. Oh, okay. But he who comes with the wine did. He who comes with the wine is bored tonight. He's like, not only am I gonna watch the Black Tower podcast, I'm going to Present with valuable information like this. That's why he's bored because he's listening to Black Tower. Rewind. <laughs> I want you to know that right now you're veering dangerously into uh, more shoddy's territory. <laughs> and yeah, if you do want to be, just be prepared for the response. <laughs> And if you too want to be bored in sometimes real time, sometimes YouTube delay real time, depending on where you're listening, because you can listen to us full audio on the Discord, or you can watch us uh, during our unlisted live streams if you're a patron, head on over to blacktowerpod.com, where you can find links to join our Patreon, join our Discord, uh, find our merch, all kinds of fun stuff there, as well as see pictures that we have taken from uh, JordanCon 2023. And soon, if not by the time you're listening to this, already uploaded Watt, uh, well, WattCon 2023 and The Gathering Madness 2023. There's a lot of things happening in all the 2020 whatevers. Um, There's a lot of these three things are at least well. good. Yeah. So, yeah, do that uh, and go sign up to uh, fund our weird talking on the internet addiction stuff that we call a podcast. Because why go to therapy? When you can do a podcast, or just do both. So both is good. Both is good. And I mean, tell me a little bit about how that makes you feel. <laughs> um, it's okay to feel sad. What, what did we talk about, uh, Johnny Walker Red Label earlier? Right. Uh, <laughs> like that. That is like honestly, it is like a massive bait and switch. It's like offering a kid candy just to turn around and punt them off a cliff, which don't do that, by the way. But that's what it's like, because you smell butterscotch and then you just taste like every wrong decision you ever made in your life. Yeah, it's bad. 
It's yeah. bad. Other the other labels for Johnny Walker that I've had, I've had blue label, I've had black label. I think I've had green label. Um, not bad, not bad. Red label, I I don't know what happened, uh, and I'm pretty sure neither does Johnny. Uh, so, but there's no <laughs> way he's still walking after red label. Do you know what? Do you know what Johnny Walker red label is? It's literally right. Johnny Walker's piss after drinking all the blue label. <laughs> And black label. <laughs> he chugs two bottles of Johnny Walker Blue it's Label. It's bio distilled. <laughs> pisses into a trough <laughs> at a baseball stadium, and that's what they bottle. <laughs> We're not here to talk about Johnny or that he likes to walk, or the fact that his piss smells like butterscotch. That's not what we're here to discuss. I'm pretty we sure problems here ER that's happening. That's got to be here something at the Black Tower Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like to discuss a little book series maybe you heard of it the wheel of time um that book series is being made into a tv show and you know our tagline says we talk all things wheel of time and we just can't not talk about the tv show and now that we're in a great place where season two is wrapped up we thought you know what Let's talk about all the things we love about season two. Let's talk about season two and the amazingness therein. And if the gentleman will permit me, uh, the, the floor recognizes the Sauron Mahale to submit his first absolute love. Recognize of yourself. As I, did, a I did. I did. I recognize. I recognize myself. Well, you know, if you're recognizing yourself as the floor, at least you know that uh, we walk all over you. Oh! <laughs> yes, this floor good. is made of floor. <laughs> yes, this floor is made of Sorvon Mahale. <laughs> <laughs> How many Sorvon Mahales does it take to make the floor? One, if you slice them real thin. <laughs> Look at the dictator. We're just going to replace the word floor with Sorvon Mahale. Your Sorvon Mahale is buckling. It is leaking. <laughs> you have a you have a Soravan discharge there, I see. <laughs> you should you should get a prescription. Excuse me, can I go to the bathroom? I am on my Aladine. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Oh, anyway. <clears throat> my well, it's not my favorite scene. I won't say it's my favorite scene, but one scene that I absolutely oh, man, loved in season two is starring the in Conquerable Kate Fleetwood as Leandrin. I love Leandrin Sedai in the show, and I'm still angry about it. I'm still angry about how much Kate Fleetwood has made me love Leandrin. And it is. Side. I'm mad at how much Leandrin has made me love Kate Fleetwood. <laughs> <laughs> She's fucking killing it. It's and true. Every though. time, I'm just like. Every every single there's not a single scene where Kate Fleet Kate Fleetwood oh my god words Josh words there's not a single scene where Kate Fleetwood does not absolutely slay in every single moment like she is too good she's too good I feel like I feel like so proud that the wheel of time discovered Kate Fleetwood now that is not to say that Kate Fleetwood was not 
you know, a, 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 an established actress before this. I forget about, you know. She was Hamlet, in the Shakespeare uh, Theater. She, she had a small First part Quarter. in Star Wars. She had a small Quarter part in Harry Potter. She's made the rounds. She's done the work. She was Lady Macbeth. Like, she's had big parts. But her as Leandrin Sedai is just... I feel like if Mary Cattermole in Harry Potter had a bigger part, like we'd all be like, well, what happened to the Cattermoles after, you know, Voldemort took over the Ministry of Magic? We'd all be, and then, and then everybody at the production we, company we had been like, them after Voldemort does who, take over the ministry who cares about the Cattermoles? We do. We do. Did you see Mary? And then, yeah, it like, I feel like that's what Kate Fleetwood brings to the table. And it's, she's, she's amazing. But her talking to Nynaeve. Go back and watch that interview, by the way, because uh, she talked oh, about yeah. two of the roles she played, two or three of the roles she played while pregnant. So, yes. Um, Can she was... I still act while pregnant? <laughs> Pignate. <laughs> Can, Can ooh, space get travel while Pregnante? I'm sharing the link in the chat so you can all go watch it. If you watched it before, can space travel while go, progressive. Go watch it again because I said so. Do what your Soravan Mahale says. Leave a so. like. Subscribe if you're not already. If the subscribe button hasn't turned whatever color it turns when you are subscribed, then click it. And if you're <laughs> unsure, just double check. No, but uh, Leandrin Sadai coming in and talking to Nynaeve Almira. Um, I love that scene. I love it so much. She she comes in and she's like, Nynaeve, I, you know, I gotta say, uh, you've been a huge disappointment. Like she opened right up out the gate. She straight up says it. She gives it to her honest. She gives it to her true. And she says straight up, you've been a disappointment. Like we had, everyone had such high hopes for you and you're actively refusing to, which is, which is true. Like this is one of the reasons I, did not like Nynaeve the first couple times I read the books because she is so stubborn and infuriating. And when they give you that line that says the people of the two rivers could teach mules how to be stubborn, they're talking about Nynaeve. And it's so maddening. Which, and for Kate to like, like, come in... such a southern saying, by the way. Like, Yeah, well... That is like steeped in the south. Well, I mean... What is what is an what is a book I Sedai? A yank. It's no no no. It's that it's <laughs> no, that group of old ladies. Ah, it's hey. that group of old ladies at church on Sunday that all sit around with their shawls and sewing circle gossip all day. That's I, it. That, I'm so mad. I have never made that connection until you just said it. How have you so never mad? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't spend much time thinking about the little old ladies in their knitting circle, knitting circle at church. But I'm, I'm actually, so mad now that I didn't. I'm not really that mad because it's not a really great comparison because uh, the Aes Sedai, for better or for worse, actually do things in the world. The little old ladies sitting gossiping at church don't do shit. Yeah, go up and say that to the little old ladies gossiping at church. I See what happens. See I absolutely <laughs> have. I've met several they have a lot of, of the them same dynamics. They have all the little clicks. That is they true. Do all no. the same gossip. 
as they I said, I'm not saying the saviors and and holiness. Yep. And while oh, they being... think they do a lot. They, that yeah. is and, true. Uh, and they which, are by respected. The way, if you're like one of the little old ladies with shawls at church, or your grandma is, or your mom is, like, don't take it personally. <laughs> if, if if it hurts, then um, depending on yeah, your was, faith, I I encourage you to re-examine the teachings of your faith because they probably say, say don't gossip and be like that. So, um, yeah, but anyway, your life, yeah. but like, <laughs> it's also... a shoe fit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, sorry, Josh. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, no, Turn but but Leandrin, over, I'll show you where my shoe fits. <laughs> Leandrin <laughs> taking because uh, we we all know in the books that was Swan and Nynaeve, um, and they did that in front sure. of Egwene, and it was on a ship. Blah 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 blah. Stop it. It's okay that it's a different from the books. Um, yeah, I actually like it better this way in a lot of ways. Yeah, Leandrin comes in. She gives I Nynaeve a taste of reality. And shows her, gravity. he she shows her that you've got to stop with this petty bullshit. Oh, you're out training with the warders, and Nynaeve's like, yeah, your warders have taught me more. Like that's supposed to save you, Nynaeve. You're actively refusing to learn from Aes Sedai. Like, don't come at Leandrin and be a petty bitch because you want to score a point. And guess what, Leandrin's like. Okay, cool. Yeah, you know, you're right. You've learned how to use <laughs> a sword. How quaint. And then proceeds to show her, I can make a sword too. Boop, right here. Cool. Great. Guess what? It's just as good as most steel out there, but it's still worthless because now I have to fight just like a man does. I'm not a man. Apato did it first. Just saying. I, <laughs> she says straight up, I'm not a man. I'm not I'm, I'm not going to fight you hand to hand. I'm going to do this. And like goes all full side R on 90 and that's that whole scene I, I won't go into it you guys all know the scene you've seen the show uh, but that whole scene was just I thought so well done and so beautifully adapted from the book it's such a great uh adaptation scene it, it, it's well, so I, I love actually it so also much. I also want to throw out there one of my favorite parts about that scene is again it's Nynaeve saying more than the other person means or hears because Leandrin cannot wrap her brain around men actually having wisdom. Because, of course, when Nynaeve is fighting with the warders, yes, she's learning hand-to-hand -hand combat. Don't get me wrong. That's absolutely a thing that's happening. And, you know, I, as Ashaman, very much... um very much the 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 Ashiman have it right as far as teaching hand-to-hand -hand combat for when you can't channel, when you're shielded or blah, 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 all of this different stuff. And so Nynaeve is learning a valuable skill, but that's not what she's talking about in that scene. When she goes, the warders have taught me more than any other Aes Sedai. Granted, again, I, I absolutely defer in some ways to the Tsoravan Mahal's point that yes, if you actively don't learn from one of the groups, you're going to learn more from the other. 100%. We're in. I'm 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 there. But also like again, two scenes prior, the scene prior, I don't remember exactly what it is. Um but Maxim and Ivan have this conversation with her that's kind of a beautiful conversation about like they are going to break you down. Figure out what your broken down version is before they do that 
and they will not be able to hurt you. You'll get there faster. Like, that is some real wisdom that is being laid on Nynaeve. And when she says that line to Leandrin, that's what she's talking about. Not swordplay. Who gives a shit? It's those words of wisdom that she's getting between. But Leandrin cannot wrap her head around the idea of a man being wise. And so she's like, ugh, swordplay is the only thing they could possibly be teaching you. Here's a sword, blah, blah. And so Nynaeve is like, you didn't even listen to what I said, did you? Like, you didn't ask. It's that scene from Ted Lasso where she's like, be curious, not judgmental. And Adrian <laughs> is very judgmental and asks no questions and is not curious about what the warders could possibly be teaching her. She just assumes that what she thinks the warders would have to teach is all that's there. Well, that's one of the things I uh, in season two that I, I love about Nynaeve is other than the very obviously incredibly emotional scenes for Nynaeve out of season two, like around the archway, everything mm -hmm. else about Nynaeve is absolutely the practical, pragmatic, thoughtful Nynaeve yes. that we got kind of starting in like late book two, maybe. Um, definitely book three and, and beyond where she started focusing more on like the like, well, if I can't do all the fancy exploding magic -y shit, then I should figure out what else I can do or a way to harness it. And yeah. to me, I, I love it because I think it does, in fact, go back to that, uh, honestly, like slap in the face moment she got from Marine in season one, where it's like, you know, oh, you call yourself a wisdom. Weird that you don't use any. So good. And now, like, Nynaeve is like, I'm going to think about all the shit I'm doing, and it's going to be very clear. Not that she didn't before, <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah. We're seeing to me in season two, Nynaeve is far less motivated and acting purely on emotion. She's definitely still motivated by emotion and, and what she feels is right, but she more often pauses to consider what's happening and what to do rather than reacting out of emotion, with the exception of and completely understandably heavily emotional moments. If you yeah. just watch like two of the kids you watch grow up and the love of your life get murdered and you're trying to run away with your daughter after living years of a happy life and then your child disappears and literally you feel like you have lost everything you fought to build and maintain for the last several many years mm. because her daughter had to be like what at least like six or seven yeah. at least um yeah no it's gonna hurt you're not going to mm -hmm. be okay. doesn't matter how many buckets of water somebody throws on you or doesn't. Or you doesn't. can say <laughs> you're washed of all of <laughs> Oh, that's what they did wrong. Nynaeve didn't get baptized at the last spring. She didn't get yep. waterboarded into not caring about what happened. <laughs> no. Um, Jesus. Accurate statements are accurate. That's, that's actually, a, that's actually a, a piece of the TV show that I kind of like better than the books because in the in the books it was like okay Nynaeve go through the third ring and Nynaeve goes through the third ring and she's like haha I'm in the third ring no I love land I'm gonna stay here I don't want to go and then like something happens and she gets a second chance to go back through the arches right mm -hmm. in the well, TV happens show the same way in the TV show because like in the books that's that's the second moment she channels that because I think she channels right. in the rings twice yes. in the books. Correct. Yeah, and if like she that, channels that in time, one or in, yeah, in the, the books, the, the portal is like almost closed. 
Yeah, and, and she, she comes it to open. channels and like just force holds it open. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, gave rise she actually... to all the, a lot of theories about, hey, this could be this thing that I'm not actually going to say because we didn't spoiler yeah. warn for the entire series or whatever. Smart. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, in the I cognitively in the remember books, where we're talking about. <laughs> it's Amazing. definitely more. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, he comes with the wine. Actually, puts it, it puts a a part of it. Uh, re relatively well in his comment um in the books she sees it she doesn't go through it she goes back she lives less of a life there's less going on in her life because she doesn't stay as long uh but she has already channeled in the rings by the time that she sees or in the arches by the time that she sees the first uh the way back uh and then she stays there for a while and then it comes again and she holds it open to get through it. And she can hear the Aes Sedai on the other side of the book. She can. She can yeah. hear them saying, what's happening? And that's what kind of yeah. snaps her out of it. Yep, that is accurate. Because, of course, her chant, well, it is posited that her channeling in the arches actually starts to fuck things up on the other side. And they're having a hard time keeping channeling in the arches because, like, earthquakes are happening and whatnot in the room that is like in the real world and whatnot and one sister like falls over and she has to be like replaced by another person channeling into the arches like it's it's pretty epic and again you know in the end she didn't have one of them fancy fainting couches yeah exactly fainting couches those are those were an <laughs> a, a chaise to concrete fainting couches um no, but but in the show, I, I actually like it better. Me too. Because especially the, because it's a lot more meaningful in the end. Well, and, I mean, and Kate and Kate Fleetwood once again life she yeah. And Kate Fleetwood once again delivers a stunning performance of being like shit. I needed her. And you know, once you find out later in the series that she has been commanded to deliver Nynaeve to the dark one and that's why she pushed Nynaeve through the arches more quickly so that Nynaeve could legally leave the tower like once you start to put all this together you're like oh damn and then Nynaeve doesn't come back out of the arches and and Leandrin is angry yes. but there's also like a very deep sadness and so you get the yeah. impression and, and you find, and it's confirmed by Lanfear later, that the reason she's serving the Dark is the preservation of her son. And then it's like, if I don't do what the Dark One says, I'm going to lose my son. She ends up losing her son anyway later. So it kind of like... But Spoilers. Point being... Yeah, sorry. If we had... This whole... If, just to make 100%, if we didn't say, this is spoilers for all of the shows. All of season two. Let's out. see. Uh, yeah, we'll all, say, all of the season two. Show... series. Bam. There we yeah. go. All right, cool. Yeah. And, well, and can we also add in there to... all the TV show and through book three? Because we there's yes. a good chance we're going to compare what happened in I mean, the books to the TV show. I can do that. But, Let's see. No, I love it because like they do in the books, Leandrin is evil just fucking cuz. Why not? Kinda, yeah. In the TV show, like they give Leandrin like an actual reasonable, credible motive that actually adds a ton of depth to her character. Like you hate men, but you're literally betraying all that is good to keep a man, your son, alive, um, which I love. 
Um, and you know, then she commits this this act that she can't she can never go back from because now she's fully exposing herself as a member of Black Aja by giving uh Nynaeve and Egwene and now Elaine. Now it's like how the how the fuck do you come back from giving the daughter heir of a country over to the Sean Chan? Not to mention the two strongest Chandlers yeah, anybody's found no, female Chandlers in like a thousand. She got years white asparagus from that one specific village at the one Yeah, yeah. And then she comes there. back and then she's like, okay, I'm gonna Is go visit my son to remind me of why I'm committing these heinous things and make myself feel better. And Lanfear's like, oh hi, Mark. And it's just like, yeah, I'm here to shit all over your brain. Not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, that's that's one of the like it's all, a lot of people already feel super shitty for doing bad things. That's mm -hmm. normal part of human consciousness, generally speaking. Um, at least until you've done enough bad things where you don't care or you get desensitized, blah 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 blah. But and it seems like every time Leandrin has to make a decision that that is harmful to her, or she does something she's not that you wouldn't necessarily consider yourself to be proud for, maybe normally, she goes and visits visits her son to remind her of why she's doing this, remind her of mm -hmm. why she's doing this to other people and all this other. And then now, you know, we end season two where her entire motivation for turning her back on all that is good and doing these things that have hurt presumably dozens, if not hundreds of people to include every male Chandler she's ever gentled um, or at least for a while. And now that reason's gone because Lanfear's like, I need to fuck with Ishi, so I'm going to fuck with you. Yeah. No, I would say I, I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of change the format of this uh, of episode just slightly, and just sort of rapid fire a couple of things in some ways. Um, <laughs> fucking smack! Yes, you did. You watched several episodes of season two several times. Stop it. <laughs> um, I would say that the three like biggest changes that that were actually like from book to show uh is that Nynaeve's block is actually real. Uh it always bothered me a lot in the books that Nynaeve's block was anger based and yet Nynaeve is already such an angry person or an easily like riled up person. That in the end, like, again, it's that, like, circular logic of, well, I have a block because I can't get mad. And yet, because I'm trying to surrender to Sidar, I'm getting mad because I can't do what I want to do, which then allows me to do what I want to do. It was always, like, it literally the entire time of the books up until the point where she breaks her block is, I mean, is frustrating to me. I always thought that like um, part of it was was still the same in the books though, because like she could channel when she was angry, um, and it was a little bit more unruly. But um, I feel like um, oh, I cannot remember the Aes Sedai's name, the Yellow Aja Aes Sedai that they're with in Falm. Um, that basically tells her like, don't think, Rima. just do, huh? Rima, Rima Sedai. Rima, yeah. She looks at her and you know does the whole like you know. Where Nynaeve's like, oh, it feels like it needs to be healed. And she's like, you know, don't think, just do. You never had to think to heal somebody. Just do it. And Nynaeve does the, the same thing 
uh, in markedly small events or small sections or few times. That's the phrase I'm looking for in the books where she's so focused on trying to help somebody get better that she doesn't really think about it. She doesn't have to get mad. Now she does plenty of times get mad because she's like, why the fuck can't I do anything? And then, oh, I can do something because I got yeah. mad that I could do nothing. So it's definitely far more often that she channels out of anger, but uh, there are times I believe um, where she does it out of like a, a need or a desperation to heal somebody without necessarily being angry. I think I could also be giving her more credit in the books than uh, actually happened, but that's what I feel in my gonads. And uh, if I've learned anything over 30 years of life, it's <laughs> trust my gonads at least 30% of the time, 10% for at each one, 60% of the time oh. they work all the time. That's that true. doesn't make sense. Look, I've got invisible elixir tonight. Watch this. You know, except for the big label that says Midori. Shut up. As you spill it. I do love how it creates like a river of emptiness on your face. <laughs> this is the void. And I'm about to add the flame. I'm That's also mad that I can see that. the water level, but it's still clear. Well, water level on well, something that's not water, right? The liquid, liquid level? level? The liquid level? Uh, oh, tell me, friend, what is liquid level? But yeah, so, sorry, Daniel, I interrupted you. You were saying like three changes they made that uh, that you really liked. The Nynaeve block being more real or being real. Yes. I, I liked the Nynaeve block actually being a thing in the show. Um, I also really liked the fact that this is also from season one, but it was continued into season two. And I actually really appreciate it is that so often, including Lan, who is one of the warders that we actually see pretty regularly. Um, the warders are such a tool in the books. Like 99% of the warders are names that are only really associated with Aes Sedai. And you're like, okay, cool. This Aes Sedai who does these things and her warder, blah, blah, blah. And you're I like, great. I don't man. fucking know that Which guy at all. I don't give a shit who with... that guy is. Yeah. He literally does nothing. Um, it is rugged in the man show. Mixed with stoic expression. Indeed. Mixed with fancy cloak that change color. Yeah, and exactly. that is Warder's personality in a nutshell, minus land and like two others. Yeah, no, and and so I very much appreciate more the show's propensity to show you a little bit about more a little more what's going on with the warders. They're actually making them people instead of just stone-faced stand-behind-you entities. And it's... I, I like that a lot. Especially with sort of the land like, using his head in this season. I know that that was a problem with a lot of people, but again, sort of, like, Lan doesn't do a lot of fighting in this season. But he does sort of do things this season still. Uh, and again, like people, I think he does. I know. As I said, there's a lot of disagreement on that, and that's fine to a certain extent. Um, but then, like, there's been so much complaint about, like, the nepotism of the Rafe Judkins hiring his partner to play Maxim and, like, making up the character of Maxim and whatnot. And I'm like, dude, Maxim and Yvonne are doing 
an amazing job of showing you so much more of what being a warder is about. My mom's not in this show. How'd you know her name? I've never told y'all <laughs> her name. You did now. Yep. Congratulations. <laughs> y'all know my mom's name is Yvonne. Yep. <laughs> Hi, Yvonne. I mean, what mom? are we going to do with that information? I know, right? But um, yeah, so it's, it's not I, I really, name, really so. love that part about the, the show. Um, and then the last thing that I would say that's like sort of a change uh, from the book to the show that I actually think is is sort of a they're doing it justice, if you will, is changing Lanfear. I feel like Lanfear was way too much of kind of a wet blanket for a while where she's like, well, I guess, I mean, I, I'm technically shadow, so I got to do things that are shadow stuff. But like, I don't actually really want to work for the dark one and I really want Rand. But, like, I'm going to do my own thing, but, like, also not. And so, like, this one where they're actually really showing her legitimately work with Ishamayel very closely to do certain things. But also you're seeing her run around a lot with Rand and do things that are very much things to help Rand out and, you know, things that Rand wants and needs to get and blah, blah, blah. Like, I really feel like that gives her a lot more depth. Uh, of character and whatnot that again when we get to other parts later on in the series that are coming up relatively soon in other books her actually really throwing other people under the bus and doing what she wants and like actually really helping the the light if you will uh by by giving them these tools and things i i really appreciate that it also does not hurt that Lanfear is such a babe and that the actress is just so good at owning a room and making you want to know what Lanfear is going to do next so that's new, that's helpful new name for the ways by the way the bus when you use the ways to subvert somebody else's plan and ostensibly try to fuck them over you are throwing them under the bus code name for the ways sure because why not? That wasn't what I was referring to, but sure. <laughs> I know. I had to insert at least one dumb comment for this segment. <laughs> uh, um, I'm in that mood today. I, I actually, I like your points about Lanfear. I think... She didn't like Moraine's think... points about Lanfear, that's for sure. <laughs> hey, Wait. I, th I think they do a really great job in the show of... Just like you're saying, and this is this is, uh, I would even be hard pressed to say it's adapted from the show, uh, from the books. I would say that it's we've got Lanfear in the books. Let's take her and put her in this very different situation, and this is how Lanfear from the books would react in this situation. And I think they've done a good job with that. I, mm, I. I, I don't know that she would have revealed herself. I don't know that Book Lanfear would have revealed herself by attacking the shit out of everything. Um, but they did in the show, and it was a badass scene, and it was good and awesome, and sure. I loved it. Um, and they did a really great job of making Lanfear very much more sort of bold. Well, yes. Yeah, yes. Well, yes. I mean, she's a badass in yeah. the books too. 
Yeah, but she, she's a lot she less... does less badass stuff in the book. Yeah. There's that one scene that we they all do... know, but like she does very little other badass hmm. stuff. I, and I think also is... involved fire as well. So correct. Hey. I think and I think this is I think this is where they do a great job in the show with Lanfear is they show her as a truly powerful bad bitch who don't give no fucks. Like mm-hmm. I will you do what Matt I Hatch want. Show her. Like this is the great thing to do. They show her. <laughs> Matt Hatch was on board. Yeah. And and so like that that is one departure from the books that I think is really great. I, I, I would fully agree with you on that, Daniel. Like Lanfear in the show is fantastic. Absolutely amazing. I love her in the show. I think she has I, at I least mean, I, top she has two of my favorite just to give it fair breadth of other choices. I'm going to say top 6 costumes, but she has two my I, I don't count the headpiece for the one for Teleron Riyadh because the headpiece oh, yeah. to me was kind of that was actually one of my least favorite things that they did. If with you got rid of the, if you got rid of the headpiece, I think it would have been an amazing <laughs> outfit. It would have been fantastic. The headpiece was okay like a bit much. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. Well, and they even said straight up they wanted her outfit to be ridiculous because mm-hmm. it's the dream world. It's not yeah. something anyone would ever actually wear in real life, but she wants to show how amazing she is at creating ridiculous things. Mm-hmm. And that's what they went with. They went with, I, I was going to make a comment, but that's not, this episode is about everything. Season two got right. And I probably yeah. won't remember it for the episode about anything else <laughs> about season two. Um, but if you know, you know, if you don't know, you'll find out and you don't even have to fuck around to find out, but you can, if you want to, that's entirely up to you. It's a free country. Generally, the more um, you fuck around, the more you find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a mathematical certainty. Uh, Isaac Newton's what, like a fifth law of uh, of motion? The more you fuck around, the more you find out. Twelfth <laughs> law of motion. Yeah, mixed with Murphy's like twenty seventh law of life. I don't fucking know. Anyway, but do you know um, like Cole's lies? Cole, motherfucker! <laughs> I hate you! I hate you! Get the fuck out! Ah. Uh, I almost Mostly was like, no, I don't. And then I caught it. <laughs> uh, I almost didn't catch it. Um, I think, I'm glad for you that you did. Uh, I'm too, like, because if I didn't, I would have felt kind of dumb. Like, you can't play Southerner jokes on the Southerner. Like, it's just cruel. Like, we have public education down here. It's not going to go. But I can it. try. Yeah, you will try. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make barbecue. You will try. <laughs> um, oh, oh that's shit. extra kind of fucked up because that was Anakin. Anyway, um, I think my favorite part about season two is how much better I feel they encapsulated the themes from book two and book three in the TV show than they did with season one. Um, if you step back from... Uh, which is hard, I as I know for us to do because we very frequently spend a, a fair portion of our time analyzing the minute differences and the minute aspects of the books. Uh, that kind of carries over into us talking about the TV show. Um, mm-hmm. So anybody that thinks we're just like, hey, this part of the TV show is, sh-, you know, we we're not a big fan of. Um, yeah, we we readily admit a lot of it is because like we do love the book so much. Um, mm-hmm. Without being like absolute assholes about it. <laughs> 
Look close. Um, <clears throat> but um, sorry, that was a weird sneeze or whatever. Um, hmm. but when you step you know back and was? you look at, it was an accurate sneeze. <laughs> I mean, yeah, an accurate sneeze. Okay. And I put accuracy. I put five points into my sneeze accuracy. <laughs> five points for Gryffindor. Wait, what? <laughs> wrong show. Wrong um, show. Five five points for Sneezendor. Five points for plot armor. Um. All right, Game of Thrones. How about you, John? Calm down. <laughs> well, that's five stabs and a red witch. Jon Snow. What? Um. Jon Snow lives what? <laughs> Uh, but imagine imagine the chip you have on your shoulder for literally being uh too hot to let die in a tv show so i mean right fair fair shout to you dude i'm you know can't be too mad anyway uh but the themes the themes of the will of time are still there um predominantly i think is the we do more and we do better together uh than separate um i'm not a big that's not this episode. Um, so you get a big element of that. You can in say the... what you're not a fan of as well no. as part of what you like. It's just not. Don't focus on that completely. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep them separate. Uh, if it wasn't obvious, like we're going to do another episode. You got to keep them separated about the things like maybe we didn't like or that we didn't agree with or whatever. Going to keep it separate. So this is like singing the praises. Separate. We'll have another one that's like okay, here's here's our gripes. Um. But uh, you get your Avengers Assemble moment with Ran and Matt, and, mm-hmm. well, well, with Egwene and uh, Perrin. Matt's there in the back. He's already done enough, um, but he doesn't really do anything else to, fight, to face issues. Though he does show up That's to help. But um, And then Ran's there uh, doing his best uh, Gran Torino, Clint Eastwood stare uh, that, you know, definitely <laughs> is like, um, oh, it's a, what's that Pokemon move that's like where they, they stare you at you angel? and it's supposed to lower your accuracy or lower your attack or something? Mean look. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> glare. Just doing that was the whole glare? time. Glare. I think it's one of those. It was a Pokemon move, know. but that's all. That's like it's Pokemon move. When it comes to his turn in combat, like that's just what Rand's doing. Just glare. Uh, glare paralyzes the target. Yeah. Maybe it, is it scary look? It is. To the Google. Mean... Oh no! Mean look is a normal type move that prevents its target from switching out or fleeing. I mean, you could make that argument. Like that's what Rand's doing, just by sheer eye power. Willing is she to stay there? Oh, either of them. Anyway, work, anyway it's a good reference. I like the reference. Way to bring Pokemon in here. I tried. Got to catch them all. Always a fan. It's something great for Pokemon, not great for STDs. Remember that, children. That's life. Catch all the Pokemon, not the shit that you can itch and not get rid of. Which, by the way, um, if you're sexually active, go get oh, checked. I was it's very concerned with where that was going to go. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you attended the Gathering Madness, uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that have to be the, the worst, the worst announcement to have to make after an event. <laughs> Did you or a loved one go into the hot tub at the Gathering Madness? I could just see it now and be like, so, um, everyone who attended the Gathering Madness, uh, y'all need Hope to go like get checked food. because need to get I checked. came back positive, and then like you two are like, Josh, don't you? You should just be like. 
talking to the people you were with. Yes, everyone at the. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh no, you're right. Everyone who attended the Gathering Madness with the VIP Plus Platinum package. <laughs> the um, VIP access to the VIP But no, the the themes are still there. The the ran, um, trying to kind of like, I'm gonna face the world on my own and keep my friends safe. Oh no, I left my friends and they're all in trouble. How how uh, did that not there. work out? Um, Perrin, <laughs> actually Perrin's theme is, uh, is is pretty well changed to be far more active. Uh, though I am glad that we did finally get the whole uh, White Cloak thing. Um, so that's pretty good uh, to bring that story arc from the books fully into the TV uh, into the TV yes. show. But of course, in the books, he didn't actually kill Joffram. Um, he just got blamed for it because Falma. Uh, whereas in this one, uh, you know, it, what happened? Which, Spoilers, bro! Way, I love I love how Eamon Valda was like, I'm going to murder you two rivers. Oh, I got bit by a wolf and Jaw from Bornhall saved me? Yeah, I'm going to forget all about two rivers and run away. I love I love that like, Dane that, I'm, calls I'm not, him two rivers. I'm not, I'm not mad rivers. about the scene. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying I'm confused. Because if I just try, if I was trying to kill somebody, not saying I ever would, NSA, government, CIA, whoever's listening, what if I was? <laughs> And then what interrupted me got removed, and I could move again. I would probably I, look around and be like, "Oh, where was I? Let's pick up where we left off." I, I think but, my NSA agent uh, is a Patreon, actually. Well, tell him to log into our Minecraft world, and he'll see a perfect replica of his house. So, well, he just heard you. So, bro, check our Minecraft world. Just sorry, our, the, the one we actually don't have. Um, that's a deep fried. Well, not deep fried meme. That's a meme. If you know, you know. If you don't know, then you're not on the same watch list. Yeah, we used to have one. <laughs> we did. Um, and then we stopped because it was like me playing. Um, and then I lost the flavor for it. So I was like, I'm gonna stop paying for a Minecraft server. And then like I didn't and then like two months later, someone jumped in and was like, Do you guys play Minecraft? And we were like We did. Daily so fun fact, we actually had two story. separate ones. Buddy. One that was just like me and one other person, and then that one went anyway. Doesn't matter anyway. Anyway, um, but if you're interested in Minecraft server, hit us up. Let us know, and we may look at it because definitely the last one we did had a ton of mods that were cool, but it was far too many. Um, <laughs> let us know. We'll see what we can do. But um, anyway. yeah, no, uh, this has been a very long way of saying the themes remain overarching <laughs> the same. Um, Egwene, they say yeah, I have struggling ADD. with shit. Yeah, Egwene, like going from season one, being looking. We just looking also forward. have it. <laughs> Uh, Egwene going from uh, book one or season one, being really excited about going to the White Tower and learning how to channel, potentially becoming an Aes Sedai, uh, trusting the Aes Sedai, and then getting uh, nearly, if not completely, the ultimate betrayal and fighting through that. Um, we get Matt struggling to be there for his friends. Um, we get Avienda struggling to not win everybody's hearts over immediately and absolutely failing because everybody fell in love with Avienda at first sight. And if you say you didn't, you just haven't admitted it yet. There are um, two kinds of people in this world. Those who fell in love with Avienda at first sight and those who are lying. Or in denial. Which is there more than just a river in Which is a form of lying, world. really. Yeah. There are two kinds just of people yourself, in the world. People who fell in love with Avienda literally at first sight and people who aren't named in. <laughs> 
people who fell in love with Avienda. So Daniel has just outed himself as one type. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's one of the things I love the most is, uh, and it's one of the things I know Rafe and the writers' room and like Sarah them have, have talked about frequently that you know that they are trying really hard to keep the theme and the feel of the Wheel of Time going from the books into the TV show. Um, and on the theme, and oftentimes the feel, I would absolutely agree. Um, yeah. So there's my long soapbox mixed with random shitty joke commentary. Or good joke. That's what we do. Here. If you laughed, it's good. If you didn't laugh, gross sense of humor. It's okay. <laughs> now you have to be mad. It's only podcast. A gross sense of humor. <laughs> So. Yeah, no, they they've definitely done some really really impressive things uh, with season two. Uh, so I think I think hands do a, down. Do you have a favorite change from the books to the TV show? Like something you think that like they did really well, other than other than uh, like, well, no, nineties block was Daniels. Never mind. I mean, no. technically, I gave three, so like, I you That's can true. I was a little unfair with my taking a few because I figured that it would be more fun to just sort of get a number of them out of the way immediately rather than just be Those like extra meal. Yeah, there's one for each mahal. Hey, one yo. for each testicle. How many testicles does it take to <laughs> get to the center of a tootsie pop? Makes me think of Doctor Evil. Hold on, I gotta count my freaking testicles. One, <laughs> one, two, two, three, three. Okay, okay we're, we're good. good. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so my favorite change, something that's in the show that is absolutely just not at all in the books, or something that they changed the way that it works. Either way. Well, I'm going to go with that's just not all at all in the books because I do that's actually fine. really love this scene and it's absolutely nowhere in the books. Egwene fending off Ishi. Mm -hmm. Now, stick with me for a second. We get and and I didn't I didn't catch this until earlier in when we did our when we did our rewatch of the Gathering Madness and earlier in the season Egwene straight up says, um, because because Alana's teaching him how to do the filtration water, and Egwene is standing there trying to do it, and Alana says, Hey, it'll it's easier if you use your hands. And Egwene's like, I'm not here for easy. And you find out later, she straight up says to Nynaeve that if Rand was if I was stronger. If I knew what I was doing, I could have gone with Rand. I could have fought with him, and maybe he would have survived. So you have oh, her wow. and the months, actually the year she spends at the White Tower. Now, granted, it's a small line. It's a it's a throwaway line, but it's one of those it's one of those things that they actually do really well in the show, which is one of the things that I said I wanted back in the day. And that is, I want to do a rewatch, and I want to go, oh my god, I didn't catch that the first time through. That's what I wanted. I wanted I wanted a show that had the same caliber of rewatchability that the books have re-readability. 
and I think we're getting that. I think it's I think it's really great. I think we're getting that in spades. And so when Egwene says, I could have defended him, I could have fought with him at the very least, and maybe come out on top, maybe defended him. And then she, so she spends a year at the White Tower, and then she goes, and then, she, you know, she has her stint with the Sean Chan. Granted, again, a lot of that is sort of, a lot of that is sort of glossed over as far as actual teaching of weaves or actual teaching of channeling. Two things to keep in mind. She is collared, once again, for months. Like, they don't they don't really do a good job. I, I will say that the chronological thing, they don't do a really good job with timelines. But she's with this for months. So it is to be presumed that she is also, you know, spending time with uh, her Suldam, I can't remember her name right now. Rana, but uh, being you know being taught say, how presuming. to do certain things. When you presume, uh, she actually also does put up a shield when mm -hmm. Leandrin delivers them to the Shanchan. She puts up a shield and fends she off does. three different Demane with it. Like yep. she's already very well prepared to put up a pretty badass shield. Oh. Um, mm -hmm. So. I love when she jumps out. She's already uncollared herself. And Ishi is like, I'm going to do my thing now. I'm going to do my bad guy thing. And she jumps out. She's like, no, the fuck you're not. And I love it. I, I, I think it's great. I, I really, really do. I love Egwene defending Rand. Because it gives her something that TV show Egwene has struggled with all of season two because she has fought so hard because her motivation comes from she lost her dearest friend and someone that she, presumably, someone she loves. And she wants to not let that happen again. And I think that's brilliant. Mm -hmm. I think that's absolutely wonderful. Yes. I can't wait for the part two kind of of this episode actually. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> yep no nope. oh no there's no there's still plenty to talk about there yeah. spoiler for the there next is. time for the next or the part two of this episode um i i but a but there yeah they'll, they're but might I'm just gonna say, but it, it does it does it still is regardless of the context around it the scene itself as an isolated like if i'm looking at this scene and going wow this is really beautiful and i look at the motivation leading up to it and i look at the story leading up to it i really like it it is a it is a really cathartic moment for Egwene as a character and i i really like i really a, enjoy it that's like a, a separated out D, &D party gets to reunite yeah exactly family. they get to they get to reunite but not only do they get to reunite but they get to reunite with a new couple skills I don't know. Ooh, I mean, you whole, whole fight. since we last saw each other. <laughs> yeah, boy. Wait, did you, you multi-class? Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, their whole fight is a little ishy. hey -oh! Okay. Okay, sir. That's the so, uh, this is going to be kind of like funny. This is the, the scene I'm picking for now. Because uh, this is the first one that came to mind. Um... 
assuming this is what I think it is and how they're dealing with it in the show versus how it kind of happened but didn't really happen in the books. You know what they say uh, about assuming. Yeah, you know. Mm. They put mm. an ass in you and me. Which hey, is why are you putting your ass in feet of bioengineering? Don't do that. Um, why Stop have ass, ass on outside end. when you can also have ass on inside? <laughs> That's <laughs> double ass. Um, we're gonna assume. You should that go talk to something. people from the two rivers because apparently they can teach asses how to be stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> they can train your inner ass if you know what I mean. <laughs> Sorry, you were choosing a scene. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's funny. No, it's funny that I'm picking this one because a lot of what makes this scene uh, important comes from uh, the book that actually doesn't exist because New Spring is a conspiracy theory. Um, it doesn't actually exist. And all copies that exist are forgeries and fan fiction. Um, <laughs> Robert Jordan, please don't hate me from the grave. Um, <laughs> you know what? That creepy well, doll at Evermore is calling up Robert you. Jordan in the afterlife. Do, 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 do. Hey, Robert. Hey, RJ. I a, yeah, I got, I got 50, one of yours. And he's Dude, why, to is the, why is the doll from Evermore Harvey <laughs> Feierstein? Hey, I got a 50 He just is, shot. man. So Daniel and I both stood by it, so they might get the wrong one of us. You never know. <laughs> oh, they recognize um, they'll recognize the mustache, don't you worry. I mean, maybe they want to go for I don't know how anybody could miss it. Anyway, um okay. how Suan, how how they break up, and I'm assuming this is what they're doing with the scene, how they break up Suan and Martin. Um I love how it happens in the TV show in terms of what it ultimately means. Do, I may not necessarily love the mechanisms, but I love ultimately what it does for their relationship if they're going to try to follow the book portion storyline of Swa, of the Swarain relationship. Um, which kind of looking at how things went, I don't know how they can't because the look in Moraine's face that Rosamond absolutely nailed was absolute pure and utter heartbreak and betrayal. Yep. Like the... You just walked in on your high school sweetheart that you've been married to for 20 years in a monogamous monogamous relationship, like being like the engine of a train, if you catch my drift. If you don't, ask your parents. They know what I mean. Um, it fucking hurts in more ways than one. If it's the train, maybe, depending on you know, Jesus, steam or this coal is pound. this is but, um, off the rails. I don't, I don't think just Jesus like is a train involved in that train, but um <laughs> but anyway no like the roseman does such a I good mean, he job did run around with vain. 12 dudes i mean <laughs> i'm so sorry i don't i don't like you right now i don't <laughs> i am so because sorry. the dirty the 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 absolute <laughs> asshole in me wants to laugh but like the, the somewhat <sighs> faith person in me is like no no, I, I feel that. I'm mad yeah. at me that I made that joke. Continue. <laughs> it was a good joke. I'm not it, you shouldn't say it. It was a good joke. You Don't make me it. drop this. What is, is that, that your foot? Oh, it's an F bomb. <laughs> Which is probably not something we should say given my earlier comments about the ATF. Awkward. Um, but no. It, my brother it, tried it, to take that through an airport. 
and the TSA confiscated it. <laughs> Let me be very clear. No, no it's shit. It's just metal. Yeah. But no shit. <laughs> anyway. They did. They, anyway, so, oh, I'm, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Like, there's there's this absolute sense of, like, you can tell that Suon, it's, it's like they pick, they, they both pick duty over yeah, each other, which is, Stop it's it. fair and understandable because Maureen is definitely <laughs> that kind of person in the books. Uh, Suon is definitely that kind of person in the books that they're like, this super sucks, but we swore to this duty together. So there's like a, an air of like, you will understand why I chose this over you because we both swore to work towards the same end goal. But where the TV show differentiates and I think provides a cleaner break in, in maybe the, the romance between Maureen and uh, Suwon is they have them believe, seemingly believe or at least act on uh, a different end goal or necessary goal for the Dragon Reborn. Because Moraine is definitely like, yeah, no, he needs to be out in the world and do his thing. And Suan's like, no, no, we we need to put him in a safe space in the White Tower and just not let him do anything. And then but suddenly release him into the Gaiden box. Yeah, Let's just release him there, in Tarman Gaiden and he'll definitely do fine because he's prophecy. And prophecy means you magically learn shit that you never get to practice. It's one of those things you like. You think about it, and you're just like, "Why did you ever think that that was how it was supposed to go?" Which makes me think Suwon's more so doing it for appearances rather than actually believing it. But it's hard to believe that she would like it if she did use the the oaths that Maureen had to swear on the oath rod to force this without fully believing that she was going the right course. That is absolutely heartbreaking that she that she had to do that to keep the appearances on the other hand yeah. the other i could also see suan like going like no i'm absolutely in the right because on one hand there's me going with what the tower says we we should do about this for you know at least several hundred and a couple thousand years but also the person i'm opposing is following i don't know a literal forsaken into a way gate who's gonna be right me or the person following one of the devil's minions into who knows where. So I get it. Yeah. But I think it does a really good job. If they're going to do a full split between uh, Maureen and Suan, I think this is the best way to do it because it is heartbreaking. It is a seemingly resolute. Um, and it, uh, it leaves maybe an avenue for the infamously strong Suan to be uh, a little on the weaker side for things that are coming. The other thing that I really liked about that that thing is that the uh, the scene that they showed earlier in one of the episodes where they're doing the the stuff in the tower, it definitely seems like Suwon would rather choose Moraine over duty. And Moraine is in that scene when Guitara has the vision and she's looking at Suwon like, we have to do this. I'm choosing duty over you. Um, and of course, again, I mean, to a certain extent, Suwon is with that because she does recognize that duty is incredibly important. She does. Uh, but at the same time, it feels like in that moment, Moraine is the one who is choosing duty over 
person. And then at the end, with the betrayal with the Odes, it feels like Suwon is flipping the script. And at this point, she is choosing duty over person. And that's one of the other betrayals of Moray is that, like, she doesn't even expect it. Because Suwon seems like she has chosen a propensity for choosing Moraine over duty. And then at that moment, she's like, fuck Moraine. Duty's more important. Your no, odes are not one the good of the, season yeah, one. Not the, yeah, no. Uh, but the the uh you can go fuck yourself, Moraine. I duty is more important kind of situation. And it's again sort of that idea of just acting out of character and also just that gut punch of the she went the betrayal. She went full Mace Windu, and just like Mace Windu, she got fucking yeeted across the space. Just this time it wasn't out <laughs> You're of not wrong. But look, um, I, I also like a bit of, and, I'm, and after I say this, Josh, it's absolutely your your turn. Um, I also love that there's a bit of poeticism in the way that their last caring, uh, affectionate touch interaction was over the oath rod, and that now this seemingly unrecoverable break between the two of them has come about by use because of, of the from rod. the oath rod mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, i like that uh, which goes to tell you whenever you're a, a fantastic and lovely lady and you're super happy and in love with another lady the worst thing you can do is put a rod in the middle of it it'll ruin everything <laughs> so good i have, i have no experience in that but i'm that's the lesson i've learned from wheel of time season <laughs> one <laughs> and it's, i think that's what rafe intended i think that's the lesson that rafe <laughs> wanted to teach us <laughs> Sir, this has, the, this has been the how many times can I break Josh tonight uh, episode of the podcast? I think Indeed. I'm on like what two, three now? Oh, god, sir, several, <laughs> several, several. I'll take it. Look, several is a good count. Look, the name of that episode was Dias Damar, and I know that the leading theories surrounding that episode is that Swan and Moraine were putting on a show. And I'm not I mad am, at it if, it if it does happen, but I don't follow that. I theory. am entirely dependent. We, as the viewers, are entirely dependent on season three to give us the context surrounding the story that would make that theory viable. Correct. Which, again, I have stated... Time and time again, that one of the things I wanted from the show was I wanted to experience what I experienced when reading the books for the first time. And when I read the books for the first time, I got to the end of the book and I went, what the fuck? And I got super upset because I had no idea what was happening. And then I went, okay, it's time to go get the next book. Oh, the next book isn't out yet. (laughs) And I got to say... I had emotional reactions to particularly, and I'm not going to say what it was, but particularly the end of Winter's Heart. I read that. I almost threw the book across the room. Like, I need... <laughs> Sir! Sir! But but I, I, I get the same emotional reactions watching the show 
that I do that I did reading the books. I get angry. I get happy. I scream. I cry. I cheer. And I, for that and that reason alone, we've seen it. I love the Wheel of Time TV show. I absolutely love it. I am reliving moments of my 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 teenage years and my early twenties, and I, I I'm just I, I'm extremely happy with how things are going. I love that, you know, season one was shaky. Season one was shaky. First and foremost, season most one season ones are shaky. Okay, that is true. Most TV shows have a season well, one. That you know is what's shaky. shakier than any season one ever? You wearing a Two River Sniper shirt. <gasps> no, he didn't. Oh, it's a beautiful shirt. Hey. You the know little, what? It's a, it's it's striking me as a little stolen Valerie, especially for look, Amon. Look, sir. Anyone can wear a Two River Sniper shirt, but you cannot drink from the Two River Sniper glass unless you are a Two River Sniper. Oh, so there's like only two people that can drink from that glass. There's only two people that can drink from that glass, but anybody can go to blacktarpod.com and go to New Creations by Jen. Why are you doing this? I I love that I can interrupt with an asshole remark and it turns into a merch plug. <laughs> That's because yeah, you, you sir, have to wake up very early in the morning to pull one over on me. What was I saying? Oh yeah, Andrew sucks and blows. It's a full service orchestra over here. No, um, but not season what two I is, say on the internet. Is, Why did I is do that? hand over fist an improvement from season one? We have interviews from cast members stating straight up. Yeah, no, we made some mistakes in season one. We did, 100%. I appreciate that. I I very much appreciate that. I appreciate the realism. I appreciate the honesty. Um, And I appreciate the fact that they're aware of it. Because, guys, listen, and I'll say this every day of the week. If I don't know what I'm doing wrong, I can't (laughs) fix it. So if you don't come to me and say, hey, Josh, Maybe try this because this wasn't so great. Cool. Thank you. Let me improve upon that as a person. Like I want that. I want friends and family who will tell me when I mess up so that I can improve. I have to believe that the wheel of time TV show, the, the, the showrunners are listening to content creators they're listening to fans and they have a very challenging road ahead of them because they do have diehard book reader fans who have grown up with these books and who love these books but at the same time their mission is not to create a tv show for book readers their mission is to create a tv show to introduce the wheel of time to the rest of the world and I think that uh, season two shows that not only are they capable of improving, but I believe that they're capable of of succeeding. And I guess, you know, Story with, with her time, those are my things. final thoughts. I, I, I think they're capable of succeeding. I think they are succeeding. And I am extremely happy for what the next 
decade holds for not only the story of the Wheel of Time, but for the fans of the Wheel of Time. And that's my final storylines. Storylines come and go, but themes they stay eternal. To adapt a Tupac reference for Wheel of Time, love it. And you'll never see. <laughs> That's a penis. And you'll never see it coming. Wow. Oh, is it suffering from ED? Ooh. You know what? It's more common. It's more common than people realize. Okay? It's, there's no shame in it. It's just a thing. Speaking of which, I gotta take my pill. Hold on. I'll be right back. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> um, take the red pill and you see how far this rabbit hole goes. Take the blue pill and you'll be hard for four hours. <laughs> take this blue pill and you can fuck Morpheus in the ass for four hours. <laughs> Any longer than that and please call a medical professional because that's not good. But also, please don't stop. <laughs> Though I feel like after four hours, you actually would be saying the opposite. Like, please, for the love of whatever, stop. Um, Indeed. No. Um, for the love of the season, light. Yeah. Season one, uh, I enjoyed 90, whatever seven out of eight is as a percentage. Um, and Well, 7.2 uh, out of eight as a percentage. Um, Rafe, you and I, we've we've had this this conversation and by conversation i mean i've said this on the internet many times and uh you have never directly told me to shut up yet so i'm assuming that you're okay with uh what i feel is constructive criticism wow. i could also be wrong but um i enjoyed season 1 and it still gave me uh pretty good and high hopes uh for the remainder of the tv show season season 2 yeah <laughs> Season two, I I love. I love season two. Um, in a way that I didn't feel with season one, for season two, I sat down and watched the episodes and felt enthralled by every episode. Um, maybe it, it's definitely possible because I knew or had a better idea of what to expect coming out of the TV show than I did going into season one. Um, maybe because a lot of changes and things were done differently in season one so that things didn't feel as jarring or as drastically different from the series that I, that I know and love in season two, either way, um, if nothing else, uh, which, and I'm not saying this is all it is, it is incredibly fantastic television, uh, that I think anyone will enjoy as much as they enjoy any other, uh, style of fantasy TV show. Um, and like any other fantasy TV show or any other TV show period, it's not without um, criticism uh, by any means. Nothing ever is without criticism. If nothing ever had, if something doesn't have criticism, then um, everybody's being paid off not to critique it. Simple as that. It's there will always be criticism of everything. Made. Yeah, um, it can still be incredibly good, but there's always going to be criticism of things. Or, uh, well, not or, but hopefully it's always the constructive criticism. Um, and I know we here, uh, especially myself, can be very blunt in the criticisms, uh, which is again not what this about. Uh, but that episode is semi coming. I don't want to make it seem like it's going to be like 
this horrendous episode against the the TV show because that's not what it's going to be meant to be because we mean it as constructive criticism. Um, whenever that comes out, and we'll talk more about that when that happens. But um, this is like constructive and hopefully morally uplifting praise of the things that we as diehard book fans have seen on a TV show that is in many ways the same as the book series you love and in just as many ways very different from the book series you love, which is fantastic because it gives us also that feeling of we have no idea what's happening next. Just because we read the books doesn't mean we can sit there and tell you what's going to happen in every episode. Can we tell you in general what's probably going to happen overall in the series? Yeah, no. yeah, in general, very broad strokes. Um, that's the whole. Sorry, you go. It's your thoughts. Yeah, that's the next episode. That's next episode, or not next episode, but the other episode. Um, but we're not always right because I fully expected an incredibly robust. And now looking back, I shouldn't have expected this after a couple episodes, uh, which again isn't a shot against the show. Um, robust fight uh, between Rand and Torok. And uh, instead, we got Indiana Jones and the whatever movie that was, because I don't remember which one it was. It wasn't Crystal Skull. No, it was one where uh, I'm, I'm arc. So the what arc? The Lost Ark. Yeah, that Raiders one. of the Lost like, Ark. Sorry, Raiders I have distant. Yeah, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Sorry, I have dysentery. I'm not going to actually sword fight you. Um, which is still like one of my favorite things. Like, no. <laughs> Harrison Ford is like, no, I'm not going to do this. I really have to shit. Pow. And then walks off. <laughs> um, so kudos to you, because I feel that in my colon. But um, no, I love it. <laughs> Season two in oh, an incredible myriad of ways um, has left me very excited for season three. Uh, more hopeful for season three than I was moving from season one into season two. Uh, so for me, that is an, a, a great metric uh, of success that I am more positive moving forward uh, than I was with the first season. So uh, good job, Rafe. Good job, Sarah. Good job, uh, everybody else in the writer's room. Um, your names are many, and I do good to remember my own, so I apologize for not saying yours. <laughs> your names sing in our ears. Yeah. May you always find water and shade and, like, you know, the good shade, not the bad shade that you often find on X slash Twitter slash the internet. That shit's nasty. Yes, it is. Yeah, I think uh, most of what we need to say uh, has already been said. Um, I am also very much one of the people who is being very entertained by the show. Um, I understand why people are upset. I do. Um, I understand the scenes that people really, really, really wanted that aren't there. I understand the headcanons that are in people's heads that are not represented. Uh, but I think that that is, that that is something to be aware of. If you don't think the show is, be, is good because you wouldn't have done it that way, okay, that's fine. That is a legitimate critique. Pull it millions is. of dollars and make your own show. I was gonna say if, like, oh I'm shit, I thought saying... I was muted. My bad, guys. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's it's definitely a situation where you can be frustrated that your vision for the show was not what happened. Now, recognize that that's true. There is no objective way to do this show. 
I'm sorry, there is not. If you did the show differently than they're doing it right now, and you did it the way that you want to do it, you would piss off almost exactly the number of people that this current show is pissing off because your vision for the show would be as different as other people's as this show is for you. Now, again, if you actually think that they're doing the characters dirty because they're not actually the same characters from the, the book, if you think that the themes are wrong, if you are do, you know, doing whatever, that's fine. Say that and say it civilly. Don't be an ass about it. But you can, you are more than welcome to say it. I personally, just like my cohorts, think that there is more good than bad going on overall. There is absolutely more themes that I read in the books that I was super excited about that I'm now seeing on the television screen that make me happy rather than things that I'm seeing on the screen where I'm like, does not even the character or the the theme or the the reason behind stuff in the no there are things that i would do differently there are things that we three collectively would say would be better done differently but overall again that is an opinion that is what we are here to bring but i like my cohorts do like this show far more than i don't um and I do think that there are a number of changes that while, like, it, it makes me laugh that there are a number of people online who are like, the writer's room thinks that they can write the story better than Robert Jordan. And then in, like, another post that they made, like, four years ago on the same Reddit thread, they'll be like, Robert Jordan didn't do things as well as he could have, and here's why. And you're like, do you? Do you even remotely realize how just oh, ridiculous that state those two statements are? And so again, a lot it of it makes sense. Like, are like they, they're trying to write it better, bad. but not their better. Yeah, no, not exactly. Their version of better. Their version of better is right, and everybody else's is wrong. So yep, no, exactly. That's, that's why it's okay. That goes back to my original piece. Exactly. 100 uh, percent So again, Rafe team, uh, again. You're not perfect, and I don't think you thought you were. I think you're doing a great job. And I think that we are just starting to see this journey that we're going on that is going to, as Josh said, introduce so many more people to this book series that we love. And in the end, again, if people are watching this show and going, well, the show's really good, but it's not actually like I, I like there are some things that could be better. You can look you can look at them in the eyes and be like, can I tell you about this book series that this is based on that you can totally read and it'll tell you a, a different version of this that you may actually enjoy more? Because again, we will always have the books. We will always have the books. And for some of us, that means scenes that we think are amazing. And for uh, other scenes that we didn't get in from the book to the TV show, there are other scenes from the TV show that aren't in the books that are fucking dope. So kind of best of both worlds in some ways. Uh, I, mean, I know that that always have them, but... best of both worlds as well, because there's only two fucking worlds. But um, 
You'll, you say we'll <laughs> always have them, but this is the same world that changed the Bernstein Bears to the Bernstein Bears. So, timelines, Mandela effects. We're just moving one shift at a time through Teleron Riyadh. Indeed. So, read the will of time but, now while you can, while you, so you can understand the truth. Tell, tell the world, tell the world what the truth is. It's Teleron Riyadh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, beautiful. All right, guys. Well, that is my final thoughts. Uh, I am thoroughly enjoying the TV show. I look forward to season three. I look forward to season five. I look forward to season seven. Uh, I do also look forward to, in season four, them deciding to actually go to 10 episodes because uh, they'll actually have the budget for it and also have the clout for it. Uh, we will see. I look forward to it. <laughs> One can hope. Yes. A new hope. If you will. A new hope. There you go. Thank you all for being here. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for joining us for this delightful conversation about season two of the Wheel of Time TV show. A show that we love. And all the things that got hope. right. Dear to our this hearts. It's that clickbait episode, man. Gotta, it gotta is not. The clickbait. It is true. This is the oh, yeah. everything right about. Wheel of Time season two. The the Black Tower click. You know what is sad is that we would probably get more clicks if we did everything wrong with this TV show. But well, guess that's, what? That's part Screw two. you. We're not here for your validation. We validate ourselves. It's a circle jerk of validation around here. Okay? Saber neighbor hashtag what? Yeah, Hi. Just, I just a troll. Am I want us to do also one. Like happy. everything wrong with season two. And it just be like a five second clip of being like nothing. Nothing is wrong. Well, uh, didn't yeah, uh, that. Gavin from uh, well. oh, what was his what was his website? What was his YouTube? I don't know. I don't oh, know. Oh, generic. Mean, uh, uh, primitive masculinity. No, 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 no. Oh, I thought that was his name. Sorry. Generic entertainment. Oh, yeah. We had generic entertainment on here, and his Wheel of Time book review episode was, "You'll hate it." And he was making a joke about how people recommend the book series The Wheel of Time to other people. You know, oh, yeah, The yeah, fun yeah, thing yeah. about clickbait is everybody almost unanimously agrees that they hate clickbait, but it still yet, works. And time. yet. So, which is also like, so why yet people they're fall always fucking baited. That's yeah, right. people would be like, I would never so, believe that title. There's no way it was bad. Oh, what's this? A prince from Africa wants to give me a million dollars? I'll still click that link. Yeah. So next time you want to like get mad about a clickbaity title, like fucking like look at your watch history on YouTube. I guarantee you, like there's at least six in the last week. I got your clickbait right fucking... here. Okay. Thank you all for tuning in. Be Thank to the low here. here. Thank you all for being the best damn listeners in the world science ted you know who um, we appreciate you we love you uh, we thank you you met ted uh for all those of you nope, who are no a patron idea. thank you for supporting the madness uh for the last five years uh we're extremely grateful to you fantastic music um, by the way. to those of you who are not patrons that's cool you don't have to be just hit subscribe Hit the like button on this episode and leave a comment and be like, duh, you guys are so dumb. You forgot to say. Can't wait to hit, to hit 70 years. 
It's a good band. And that's cool. It's great. It's awesome. It's wonderful. We thank you for being here. We thank you for listening. Thank you for being the best damn listeners. And we hope Josh is really good at this. That you have enjoyed this week's dose of taint. And wherever you are, we hope that you leave here just a little bit more insane than you were when you first started. And Andrew is a dick. (laughs) And for all of us, wait wait a minute. I am Josh, your Sorbon Mahal. And I am Andrew. I'm your dick, I mean, your Bajan Mahal. No, you're. You got that right. Take that for whatever you want, I guess. Maybe. Or don't. You know, it's a a free world. You can choose to take take it. Don't take it. Don't take it if Um, you don't want to. Well, I mean, you'll forever be left with the mystery of what am I missing out on if you don't take it. (laughs) But. And I have been Daniel. You're (laughs) on Daniel with the save. He's jumping in. He's like, nope, we're done. Daniel just pulled uh, a get down, Mr. Here. President. <laughs> thank you very much for listening to us. You know, chill for Amazon for an hour and a half. Uh, I'm sure yeah. that our yachts are in the mail. A second yacht needs more gas and uh, more booze. So, <laughs> right, Amazon uh, only. I'm cashing only the check. You actually watched this episode of being positive about the TV show. Thank you for doing that. Again, I hope that you actually got something out of this. Please comment your favorite parts about season two uh, on down below. All of the good things. We are happy that you were here. We are happy that you are still listening. Uh, I am sure that we will get more views on our negative video, but that's the world. <laughs> But from we'll all of us here, for thing, this one we'll, get, we'll get a higher impression click-through rate, but a lower overall watch rate. So be like, I don't disagree with any of the things. I I don't agree with any of the Jump things. Jump into our Discord like to see our bets. We're gonna take bets on this in the TV discussion <laughs> channel. Jump into our Discord, blackjarpod.com. See a Discord link. Jump in, oh. Daniel. Go five shekels, whatever the <laughs> fuck a shekel's worth now. Hopefully not a lot. Let's throw all of us here at the Black Tower podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Lay your shekels at the door. Oh, Oh, man. We hope you're having a wonderful morning. And in case we don't see you again, good afternoon, good evening, and good shekel. I can't wait to touch your shekels. Yes. (laughs) Always watching. Always running the show. We can help you.